You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Beyond the Game. Hello and welcome to Beyond the Game, where we take you off the field and into the lives of former athletes, exploring the journey after their careers. I'm your host, as always, Kim Gammon. Beyond the Game is made possible by Crown Automotive of Lawrence, Kansas, home to Crown Toyota and Crown Volkswagen. We're proud to have Miles Schneider, the visionary owner of Crown Automotive, supporting our mission to share these incredible stories with you. Visit crownautomotive.com and experience the crown difference. We are now joined by my former Pittsburgh Steelers teammate, Mike Tomzak from the Ohio State University. Mike, we have a lot of people on, have a lot of Hall of Famers on. Uh, you and I are neither. Uh, but I'm as excited about this one as, as any because it's been a long time since we talked. It's been an extremely long time. Uh, you know, it's good to see your face again and see you looking healthy and happy and joyful for the this holiday season. Absolutely. And, and for those of you who don't know, so Mike spent 16 years in the league as a quarterback, uh, most of, moto, notably with the Bears, but uh, the Steelers teammate with me as well. Uh, some time in Green Bay and then uh, an injury uh, with Detroit. So I'm counting that as the 16th year because hopefully you got your benefits on that one. That's all I care about. Um, um, you know what? We're going to talk about life off the field. We're going to talk about your life after the game. But just beforehand, you, you played quarterback in this league. So I'd imagine at some point in time, uh, it's impossible not to uh, see Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, of course, where I'm at right now. Uh, I'm curious when you see him play before we get into things. Just w- what do you see in this guy and how special is he? Well, he's extremely competitive. Well, that, uh, you know, the way he was raised, you know, amongst his family, his father being a professional athlete. So he saw the competitiveness and he, you know, acquired that DNA trait uh, as he grew through life and obviously very emotional. He's, yeah. he's a guy that's in your face. He's excitable. He's joyful. It looks like he's having a heck of a lot of fun, Kendall. Yeah. Uh, you know, more importantly, but his skill level is uh, unmatched. You know, we haven't seen that, um, you know, in, in geez, for many, many decades. And, right. uh, you know, I think we saw, you know, got glimpses of like Randall Cumming, Cunningham, or Michael Vick and things doing, mm-hmm. you know, the outlier stuff you know, outside the pocket like Patrick does. So I'm a fan of his. I, I love people that win and love to win and prepare to win. And uh, it seemed like he's very well respected and loved by his teammates as well. Yeah, I've had a chance to be around him quite a bit. And he's just real and authentic. And that's something to be valued in this world, especially as a QB. Now, you you played the most pressure-filled position uh, in the NFL, in, in my estimation. Uh, but let's hold back a little ways. Yeah, as a holder, absolutely. Well, you had to be an athlete to catch my snaps, right? So, um, <laughs> oh, it's funny. But you, uh, let's go all the way back to to high school and and coming out and and going to Ohio State University. Uh, I mean, that in and of itself. Again, we could talk about all the field, but what's going through your mind off the field when you come into? I mean, that's a blue blood. I mean, that's something that's big. I imagine it was somewhat of your dream. Well, it, actually, my dream was to go to Michigan. Oh, okay. Like, believe it or not, uh, you know, I was blessed. I played for my father. He was a 35-year career high school football coach. So when I was a young boy, you know, I was a ball boy, you know, ages five through, you know, whatever, 14. And those yep. high school athletes to me, Kendall, were just uh, my college after I left or after they graduated high school. So I followed their careers. And back in the day in the 70s, um, College coaches came to your house. 
Yeah. You know, to get the film, to get the lowdown, to get the profile and the athletes that they have and they want to recruit. So I got real familiar with Michigan and teams around the Big Ten. And Bo Schimbeckler was in our house a dozen times and he felt um, that he had a pretty good opportunity to acquire me for a number of years. But not until I went to Ohio State. Uh, you know, I visited Ohio State uh, with open eyes and, you know, our high school opponent had scarlet and gray uniforms. So ever since I was a young boy, I, I really dislike, you know, TF South, you know, for many years. And, but, uh, you know, once I got on campus, Kendall, you know, the atmosphere, uh, the way I felt the energy in my feet, you know, through my soul that, that, you know, I came in here with an open mind and they had two senior quarterbacks that year, Arch Schleister and Bob Atha. And I was naive enough to figure that, uh, you know, if I come to Ohio state, I could play right away. Well, the day I signed my letter of intent to go to Ohio State, they signed four other quarterbacks. And oh. uh, it's funny because I called Earl Bruce up after I did a radio interview, and I asked Coach Bruce, I said, you told me, you told me real def definitively that I was the only quarterback you were recruiting. And he said, well, you were in the state of Illinois. Oh, oh, <laughs> forgot <laughs> that little. Yeah. So that's what I realized, you know, it's big time. You know, there's right. competition all all around, and and you know that continued throughout my professional career. You know, coming in as a free agent, you know they're always trying to replace you. You know, year in right. year out. So Ohio State was a place that just worked out that way, and you know, I went to Ohio State before it was the Ohio State University. Right, absolutely. But you you led them to a Rose Bowl uh, uh, Rose Bowl uh, uh, appearance, I think, your senior year, if I if I have it right, and. Okay, so you come in to uh, the NFL as an undrafted free agent. You managed to stick 15 years, 16, however you want to say it. Um, just talk about that, especially uh, going to the Bears to begin with. And you, of course, were a member, a backup on that Super Bowl uh, 20 team, which just has name after name after name. Uh, again, we, we know what went on a lot on the field, but just off the field, how do you deal with that? How do you deal deal with Coach Ditka? I'm going to get into that because I played for him for three years, and I certainly have some some stories as well. But I'm curious how all that went. I, I was humbled to make the team number one. I was blessed. And, right. Uh, you know, there was a couple of injuries that were rookies uh, on the defensive side of the ball, and, you know, I thought maybe I would be one of those guys that snuck through the cracks and was able to uh, make this 53-man roster. Um and it worked out, you know, by the yeah. grace of God, it worked out. It really did. And, you know, being my hometown, it was extra right. special. Uh, I didn't take anything for granted. You know, I worked my tail off. The biggest growth here, I think, in my 16-year career was probably my rookie year. Okay. Uh, you know, scrimmaging and practicing and simulating a scout team for the Bears defense, you know, day in and day out, week in and week out. And it toughened me up. It, it uh, also taught me to get the football out rather quickly. Uh, you don't really read. You don't really read many coverages against the Bears' defense. You just had to right. get back there, pl plant your third step or fifth step, and get the ball out. Um, but Kendall, you know, we don't have enough time to really talk about what that right. experience was like, and you know, to ride the wave all the way to New Orleans. Uh, I'll tell you one quick story. Uh, you know, my last game of my rookie year, we're playing in the Super Bowl, and there's about four minutes and forty-two seconds to be exact on the clock and I'm looking to my left and I'm looking to my right. I'm, I probably realized that I'm the only guy that hadn't played. Oh, you know, Steve Fuller's in there handing the ball off and throwing it, but you know, whatever he's doing to kind of run the clock out. So I told our special team coach, I said, you know what? I'm the only guy that hasn't played it and I'm going to get in the game. 
And we had the ball on offense, so first down happens, second down happens, third down happens. I take off like I stole something and run to the other side of the field and tell our gunner, Sean Gale, that Coach Kazar wanted to see him. So I took his spot. I took his spot as a gunner running downfield, and this Claiborne, this defensive back is trying to block me and everything. So I take his face mask and pull it straight down, get by him, and I run a Burbing Fryer out of bounds <laughs> on that particular play. So not only did I get a 15-yard penalty, and I guess I got you know an assist or on, on that tackle, but as soon as I got to the sideline, Dicka punched me right in the chest. He says, what are you doing? I said, Coach, I don't have enough time. I got 20 family members here. I'm the only guy that hasn't played. I just wanted to get on the field. I'm a hometown hero, blah, 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 blah. He goes, you're in next series. Don't mess it up. That is outstanding. Okay, you don't hear that everywhere. I'm sure you've told that story a bit, but that's that that, that is amazing. And um, I mean, you, you brought up Ditka, and, and there's not enough time for that. Also, I get it. But uh, Ditka to you, I think, was very much how Cower was to me in terms of he thickened my skin, and quite honestly, he messed with my mind a little bit, which I now I thank him for. But at the time, it's tough. Just talk about how difficult it is with really iconic coaches who are now in the Pro Football Hall of Fame and 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 how they in my mind can mess with you a little bit yeah yeah on that on that team you know we had seven hall of famers wow the date so that says a lot for the type of character and everything you know i grew up playing for my dad so i kind of knew i had thick skin to begin with uh earl okay. of iowa state you know he calcified yeah. my skin you know because of all the the fanfare the you know the the, the fans in columbus are very very um uh microscopic if you will I mean, they don't okay. win and, and win every game by a number of points. But but back to Ditka, you know, he's a guy that I could identify with. Uh, okay. I wanted to be coached hard. You know, I wanted him to be fair. And there were a number of times where he wasn't fair, but I had to put my ego down, you know, for right. the benefit of the team. And that really matured me out of, you know, what a real true teammate's all about because quarterbacks have ego just like, you know – defensive backs and wide receivers and you want to play and you right. want to help team out and contribute but i knew my place i learned a lot from jim mcmahon you know the first couple of years and he would always say hey f f didka you know just f him he's a he's a he's a wacko you know he's what they call him they call him sybil oh yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah and i could see that but uh you know i played some good games and and you know at the end of my career you know i just found this out you know about six months ago my son sent me something. He said, hey, Dad, you do you know that you're the winningest quarterback in Chicago Bear history? And I said, get the heck out of here. He goes, yeah. And I went ahead and Googled it, and sure enough, it's right up there, number one. And that's a proud moment for me because yeah. when I came into the league, the teammates I had, you know, I brought a sense of energy and a sense of confidence in the huddle that I tried to elevate your game, Kendall. I tried to, to make my job easier, but I just learned that yep. throughout my years of being around the game. That, that's amazing. You know, I was 11th round pick, so essentially I was a free agent as well. And, you know, I played 15 years. And you know, if you haven't done your homework, less than 100 people have played as long as we've played. So I'm always very proud of it. And, and it's not like, I mean, other than the putter and the kicker, I was probably the worst athlete on the field. Uh, but you get up to that level, uh, you should be proud about things. And quite honestly, for a while, I, I was a little bit embarrassed of my success, but, but it got over that. You know, you talked about Ditka. My years uh, with New Orleans – I don't want to say the game passed him by, but uh, he was loyal to a fault with some folks, which I thought was interesting. But the one thing I did, uh, I did 
get a hold of with him there. And I don't think it was that way when you were around him was he was one of the most generous people I've ever been around. He gave things away and did things for people, which I thought was amazing. He, he wasn't good for me and he uh, didn't seem like he could have any, uh, you know, one-on-one eye contact, but he could speak to 60,000 like he was speaking to every single one. Uh, but again, a very, one of the most iconic figures in the NFL, really. Yeah, he's a true caricature, right? You know, you see his yeah. uh, outline of his mustache and his hair on yep. prod, you know retail products still today. Uh, I I text him every day, uh, every year on his birthday. Um, That's awesome. You know, to to what you said, you know, he's iconic. Uh, you know, he grew up here in Aliquippa, Pennsylvania, outside of Pittsburgh. Yep. Again, he's got roots here, and he was perfect for the Chicago Bears during that time. But to your point, you know, when he went to New Orleans, you know, there were some uncharacteristic things that he did as a coach, but who are we to judge? You know, we're just the outsider yeah. to know what's going on yep. internally. But his generous heart, you know, he introduced me to Misericordia. It's a it's a facility in the Chicagoland area that when there's handicapable kids that have no next of kin, no other uh-huh. relative to be with them, there's a 400-bed facility that's run by these nuns that take care of these kids wow. or adults, young adults. And I was so humbled that Dick had just, these kids didn't even know who he was. And he just right. identified with every one of them. He had that knack to do that, Kendall. That is awesome. Okay, we're going to get into some more of your life after football. Let's take a break. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is Tucker Franklin from KC Sports Network. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure to follow us and subscribe for more Chiefs content wherever you get your podcast. If you want to support us further, you can shop the latest collection of KC Sports Network merch in partnership with Sandlot Goods. You can find hats, shirts, hoodies, and more at sandlotgoods.com. You can click the link in the description for more information. For all your new Toyota or Volkswagen needs, look no further than Miles Schneer's Crown Automotive in Lawrence, Kansas. Call 785-843-7700 or visit them online at crownautomotive.com. Crown Automotive. Experience the crown difference. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, back with my former teammate, the Pittsburgh Steelers, 16-year NFL veteran QB, Mike Tomczak. Mike, okay, um, the game, uh, time is undefeated. We all go. Uh, yours was because of an injury, but again, 16 years in, probably a little bit easier than, than a lot of guys that were around who think they either got screwed or, or you know, whatever happened, the injury took them out completely. 
for me, I was looking for a way out of the game the minute I got in. Not that I wanted to be gone. I just knew I would at some point in time. And I tried to understand that it was the best temporary job I'd ever have. How did you handle the end of your career? I mean, you had a kind of a horrific injury, I believe, uh, there at Denver. Or Denver, I'm sorry, Detroit. Uh, Detroit. And- yeah, correct. Um, yeah, it was horrific. You know, all injuries are horrific. You know, when you get right. 60, 60 plus years old and, you know, you realize it now. But, uh, you know, it ended the way it started. Uh, I was injured in the spring game my senior year at Ohio State uh, by a freak thing. I was running an option and I broke my tibia and fibula and it was a wow. spiral fracture. So it would take a, you know, let's say a minimum of six months to eight months to heal because they couldn't put a rod down it. Long story yep. short, I threw all that aside, made it back in four months, missed one game my senior wow. year. But they told me I'd never be able to play football again. And I look at that as, as a building block, you know, for a lot of things in life. You know, when people tell you you can't do some things, and that's always been my mantra to say, well, I'll show you. Or I just need that little extra competitive edge. And then fast forward, 17 years later, I'm playing for the Detroit Lions in Alameda County Stadium in Oakland, and I slide on this dirt infield into the grass infield, and my leg broke in the same spot, Kendall. And wow. Fib fracture, fib fracture. And, you know, when I finally got to the sideline, I just realized, you know, this could be the end. And maybe it was a sign or something. So what happened was uh, I had another year on my contract in Detroit. So I knew I was going to make it back, you know, from a from a rehab standpoint. And they had new ownership. Matt Millen came in and Mariucci came in. And uh, I remember one day I had a conversation with Matt Millen. He goes, hey, hey, how you doing? He goes, hey, I just want to let you know we're going to bring in a couple quarterbacks, Harbaugh being one of them, and we're going to release you. And I said, wait a minute, Matt, you're going to release me? He goes, yeah, we decided to go a different direction and everything. I said, okay. I said, let me tell you this. I said, I would love to compete against Harbaugh. It's been a number of years since he and I were teammates in Chicago. I said, why don't you bring us both then? He goes, no. I said, all right, Matt. I hope you never win a game. Goodbye. <laughs> and oh, and 16. They went oh, oh, my goodness. Yeah. You're the prognosticator. <laughs> yeah, at that point in time, it worked out. But, uh, you, know, you know, at that time, I had a young family. Um, you know, I was away from home. Uh, the kids were two and four at the time. And okay. I just felt as if, uh, you know, maybe God's trying to tell me, you know, transition is time to transition. And what I know now, Jay Hilgenberg and I always talk about this. What I know now, I wish I knew then, we should start an insurance company called Center QB Exchange. And uh, we would have done pretty well while we were playing, you know, with our post-life career. But I have no Absolutely. regrets, no regrets yeah. at all about, you know, my career, the way I transition in the, in, into the real life. Um, you know, we always tease these free agents or later on draft picks say, you know, it would have been better off cutting us at the time so we could start our real life, you know, right. <laughs> delaying it. But uh, I got involved. I got involved in the radio and TV, you know, right out, uh-huh. of, right out of professional football. And it seemed to be a nice mix for about nine years. Yeah, you did a you did a great job. Obviously, I remember some of that. And this whole thing people don't always understand is you're in the league for 14, 15, 16 years. Now all of a sudden, when you come out, you're behind because you haven't been in the business world. Now you did a good job there. You co- you were head coach or or coordinator for a league arena league team oh, in Pittsburgh, yeah. and you're with you're with uh, Toledo now. Is that or Youngstown State? Sorry about that. Well, don't worry. I forget. It's all about the why. Where's the why? It's all yeah. Here. Uh, there it is absolutely you always yeah. yeah yeah I've, I've done a number of things you know even when i was in the you know working for espn college football in the big 10 uh-huh. i was uh occupied by a steel company so i 
I got on the real world of selling steel, flat roll carbon mm -hmm. steel for about 10 years up and down the turnpike from Chicago to Pittsburgh. And, you know, about seven and a half, eight years ago, I moved to Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, okay. You know, I always had this great relationship with uh, Jim Trussell. Jim Trussell was my quarterback coach at Ohio State my last two years. And okay. we started this friendship up in uh, 1983. And here we are, you know, 40 years later that uh, we're still you know, dear friends. And he brought me to Youngstown to help, you know, just help out with the university, help out with the, uh, the student athletes, uh, just be around the program. And I've been involved with a number of campaigns here on campus. And so after I got out of the steel business, I transitioned, got involved in football. I wanted to coach, but not full time. And this was a great opportunity to volunteer around the football program. Uh, be around Bo Pelini uh, for four years. Be around Doug Phillips for four years, our new head coach here. And uh, just engage in whatever I can do to help make life better for people here in Youngstown. You know, I'm a guy that right now that I run a company. I'm involved in a company. It's an industrial maintenance company. And we do a lot of things like, you know, the Kimballs and the Grangers and the Fastenals do, but on a smaller uh -huh. scale. So we identify with the customer a lot more. But by and large, it's like going into a special teams meeting. You know, how can I help you out? Uh, who's doing this? Who, so I'm in the help business from that side of things, and I'm in a good place right now, and I've been in a good place for a number of years. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I always, I'm curious your thoughts. You know, and I know you've got a, a heart out here in a little bit, but um, it was never lost on me. Uh, I don't think how fortunate I was and how, how I was doing something that most people would sell their soul to do. Um, and so I always tried to be as accessible as, as possible to a degree. I'm curious, you start, I mean, you play on a Super Bowl team with the Bears and you're, you're part of the Super Bowl shuffle and I, all those things. I know you get asked about all those things. You were with us for the Super Bowl 30, you know, lost to Dallas. Uh, you play 16 years. I mean, these names that you mentioned are, are friends that other people can only uh, hope to meet. What comes to mind when 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 I when I talk about that? Because I, I'm always curious how guys um, view their life, which is a life oftentimes behind a curtain that most people never get a chance to see. Well, so, I don't know the real question, but you said, "How do I view things now?" Yeah, is that the question. I view life as simply as possible because there's so okay. much static going around. There's so much ancillary static that people kind of attract to like a moth and a light bulb, you know, they yeah. want that instant gratification. They want that instant feedback or like, or, you know, friend me or whatever it is. Uh, and it's becomes, it becomes very shallow as a person, you know, when you need that, but mm -hmm. we don't know what those, those minds are like. Sometimes they get tainted. Sometimes they come from a place of darkness, whether it be depression or anxiety, and they need that attention. Uh, other times, you know, being around these student athletes for many, many years, that yep. cultural change for me, I've had to adapt. You can't ask them to adapt. You got to right. adapt with okay. you know, as coaches, as mentors, try to understand the language. You know, words are becoming a lot shorter. You know, right. I remember walking to Three River Stadium, I know this, you know, early on in 93, just saying, hey, how are you today? And it went from, hey, how are you today to the year 2000 to sup. It's not you know, it's, Yeah. <laughs> Exactly right. That everything's shortened. Yeah, that's awesome. But you know, I you know, I value our friendship as teammates. You know, from afar, and you know, those are things you take with you and, and to have this connection right now. 
it seemed like it's a heightened awareness. Like I remember those days in, in that locker room. I remember those days in three river practice. I remember mm-hmm. Cowery yelling at me for some stupid reason, just to yell, to hear his voice yep. echo. But, um, all in all, it's <laughs> great friendships and great experiences. Like you said, people would sell their soul to do. Yeah. And you bring up a really good point, which is, it, it is amazing. I mean, cause we, I think probably because you were running some scout team the, the last year I was there and I was a center. So, you know, we had that bond. So we, we talked a lot. Cause I always wondered, like, I was a long snapper. How the hell were we such good friends? Well, we were good friends. And the fact is, I'm, I don't know that we've, that we've connected or talked since I left and you got cut. And yet we pick up to agree almost where we left off. And I think that's something the NFL locker room does that, if the world could adopt it, this would be a lot better place because it, it's it's a special place, uh, or at least it has been for me. Very true. And, you know, I've been in situations and huddles, if you will, of former yeah. teammates or colleagues that played in the league, and it seemed like your your neurons are heightened. Yeah. It seemed like there, there's this virtual high that's going on. Hey, I remember, yeah, we were so much fun. What's it? You know, we were fighting. You know, when you're in a battle and you're fighting with somebody, I don't care if it's, you know, World War One, World War Two, or whatever. You hear these stories. They're my teammates. And that's one thing I really, really, truly take away from the game of football at any level. You have teammates for life because you shared a common experience together to win a game. Yeah, and, I, and you know, it's funny. You, I don't know if you'll remember this, but I can remember, you know, obviously in the NFL, you, whatever day you practice on, it doesn't matter if it's a holiday. And I can remember, you know, practicing running scout team uh, on a uh, on a Thanksgiving morning, like, and we're running scout team, and your your audible is turkey mashed potatoes, turkey mashed potatoes, and you know, like, I'm giggling at the line of scrimmage while I'm getting ready to do stuff, and it's it's just those silly things like that 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 really stick out, which I I think is fabulous. Like, listen, I know you got a hard out, so I'm gonna let you go, but. Um, I appreciate you joining us today. If you'd like to hear more, you can catch me on Sports Radio 810 in the zone with Jason Anderson each and every Friday at noon during the Chiefs season and also on KCMO Talk Radio Mondays and Fridays at 7 a.m. Monday in the morning now at 95.7 FM. Beyond the Games made possible again by our Genesis sponsor, Miles Shares Crown Automotive of Lawrence, Kansas, home to Crown, Auto- Crown Toyota and Crown Volkswagen. Visit them online at crownautomotive.com. Discover the Crown difference. Mike Tom Zach, as always, thank you very much. It was great reconnecting. If there's everything I can do, uh, please let me know. Absolutely. And check us out in the dog pound, in the dog pound, bound by alumnimedia.com. We have Liam okay. Eric Metcalf, Frank Stams. We do a weekly show and we talk Browns football along with everything else that uh, goes on in our lives. And it's raw and uncensored. So it's, it's it. a good listen to. In the dog pound. Give a listen. Folks out there, you heard it. Absolutely. Hey, thanks, Mike. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Thank you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.